Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 534 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer celebrating oil country in Vermilion, Alberta. Second year that the Oilers have done this. Last year, we were in White Court. We've had uh, Jeff Wolwitka, who was involved in the Chris Pronger trade. Uh, he joined us in the first half-hour segment. In this half-hour, the man that made that trade, Kevin Lowe, uh, here in Vermilion with us. But right now, at this time, we'll head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino. Hotline joined one of the most plugged-in and classiest men in the business. Uh, for Abe's Dur Service, where services are Especially visit abesdoor.ca. He was just in our fair city in Edmonton for the Heritage Classic. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, it's Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you? I'm good, Bob. You must have me confused with someone else. Uh, what's that? Most plugged in or classiest? A classy and plugged in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Self-deprecation, gotta love it. Uh, hey, what would you think of the Heritage Classic? Oh, we had a great time. It was a good event. Uh... Really liked it. Edmonton was a great host. Uh, had a good time there. A couple good meals. A couple good nights out. Good game. The pictures look great. Like our our production and technical crew did a did a great job. Like I thought it, I thought it looked great on television. It was a it was a fun weekend. Like you know, honestly, when I go back, Bob, some of my favorite outdoor games. I, I really like the one in uh, in, in Michigan Stadium. I really liked your original one. This one was up there. It was uh, it was a good one. Uh, it had the extra added uh, Connor McDavid feature that got brought in, yep. uh, that uh, which was great for the league to have the world's best player. By the way, the fans stepped up because, as you yep. know, Elliot, the, the league sets the ticket prices, and the ticket prices, I did an event with Patrick LaForge on Friday of last week, 150 bucks for the first one, and there was a draw. That's how much interest there was. Well, the tickets were like three times that for this game, as you know. Not a surprise uh, given the passion for sport and oil country that the fans stepped up but this has really become quite the fans too bob i was i was really surprised at how many people made the drive down it was a great event people had a good time you can tell people were really happy Back in 2003, the Oilers only scored seven goals in their next five games. They were going pretty good. Mac T talked about that on Monday's show before the Heritage Classic. They were there was some sickness in their game out of the Heritage Classic, and they only missed the playoffs by a couple points in 0304. Uh, obviously, the Oilers so they switched up their defense for that game and sort of went back to that hybrid that they used last year. Played with greater uh, puck pursuit and pressure defensively, uh, and then for the Flames, well, we're finding out through guys like you. Uh, and Jeff Merrick, that maybe this has changed the course of action. Just a thought on the tail of two organizations as a result of this game. Do you think there's anything to that? Well, I, I think I think yes. I mean, first of all, a healthy Connor McDavid is like, I don't know, pick your pick your 1970s era steroid that gets injected into your body, uh, Bob. Like you know, he, you know, you can tell he was wired and excited to play that game. He looked tremendous. Um, you know, as, as you said, some changes to a bit of their structure, but you know, I, I, it's one game, and, and Edmonton started the season very sloppy, sloppily. You get the opportunity for a reset, and we'll see if that was a total reset or just a one-game blip. We'll, we'll see starting uh, with your next game tonight now or tomorrow night. Now, um, you know, for Calgary, I, you know, Hannafin was close. There was a big extension on the table, and they were far down the road. And yep. I think it was Hannafin's choice because what what I think happened is 
you know, Calgary started to say, geez, if this is the way we're going, we're going to have to make some changes here and, and maybe change our direction. And I think with Hannafin, like, I think if, he, if he's going to stay there, he wants to win. And uh, I, I think that when, when it kind of, when I think there was a kind of feeling there that if it wasn't going to go well, I'm not, he wasn't sure that he was going to want to stay or extend. So I think that's, and I think Calgary's okay with that. I think, you know, when you're, when you're 15th in the Western Conference, you don't want to be extending everyone. And I don't think they were close with a of or a uh, Lindholm anyway. So I think it's a timeout right now, and I think the Flames are going to kind of see how things play out and then make the... You know, sometimes you make your decisions, and sometimes your decisions are made for you. And this could be a situation where a decision is made for you. Well, there was a decision rendered that came down today that has had significant reverberations out in uh, the nation's capital, and that involves the Ottawa Senators. Elliot, can you educate our listeners as to what happened here with Evgeny Dadnov? Yes. Yeah, so Evgeny Dadnov was tr- was was signed by Ottawa in uh, 2021. And then at the trade deadline, or sorry, he was signed by Ottawa. And in the summer of 2021, he was traded by Ottawa to Vegas. During that trade, you know, Dodonov had a 10-team no trade. And Vegas asked Ottawa, uh, you know, can he block coming here? No. What's his list? Well, he didn't submit his list this year. So if you don't submit your list on time, teams can do anything they want with you. And so Vegas was under the impression that they could do whatever they pleased with the Donoff. And then at the 2022 deadline, when they were really cap-strapped because of all their injuries, they tried to flip them to Anaheim. And the agent said, no, you can't do this. He submitted a list that has Anaheim on it. And the Vegas said no. And the league said no. And... Uh, the league initially approved the deal. And then the agent was able to prove that he had sent an email to the Ottawa Senators that he had put his list in, and the league recognized that. I think the thing that we all kind of wonder here, Bob, is why it took so long. And Mike Andlau, yes. the Senators owner today, he said he was upset it took so long. And I, I don't blame him. Like I, I don't blame him on this one at all. I think he's right. And I think the other thing, too, is like there's been some reporting that he didn't know about this. That's not true. He knew about this during the sale process, but what was told to him was that it wasn't a big deal. And a first rounder is obviously a big deal. And I think what happened was that Vegas was mad because people said that they were incompetent. And Anaheim was mad because as part of the trade, they were supposed to get a second round pick. And so I think for that reason, ultimately, I don't know why it took that long. I thought the punishment was really harsh. I'll tell you this, Bob. A couple guys said to me, for the punishment to be that harsh, somebody misled in the investigation. Like the NHL found out they weren't being dealt with, honestly, because that's that's the only reason they would do something like that is what a few guys told me. 
So, uh, so if the listeners have not heard, we haven't done NHL today yet because we've been so busy here in Vermilion. The Ottawa Senators, Pierre Dorian has resigned, or was resigned, has resigned as general manager, and the Senators have to give up a first-round pick in one of the next three years. There's already people that are putting out there that Pete Sorelli, Steve Stales is the interim general manager, um... We should mention Pete has family in Ottawa, though. The Shirelli's yep. are a prominent uh, Ottawa family. Many of the listeners that we've talked about this before, Peter Shirelli married George Brancato's daughter, the coach of the Ottawa Rough Riders in the 81 Grey Cup. George Brancato. Yeah. Uh, so some people are putting two and two together. I'm not sure. If, have you heard anything on that front that we may see uh, former Edmonton Oilers general manager Pete Shirelli as the next GM of the Ottawa Senators, or is it premature at best? Well, I think this. I think that the Senators were prepared to let Dorian go through a good chunk of this season, if not all of it. Um, and Lauer came from Montreal where they had Jeff Gordon and Ken Hughes running it, and he liked that. So I believe that was his plan. I, like, I don't think Dorian was getting fired now uh, until this happened last week. And then when this came up on him, that's when he changed his mind. And like they said today, it was a mutual decision at the end of the press conference. So whatever the case was, he wasn't losing his job right now until last week. So I think this kind of sprung up on them a bit. You know, there's a couple challenges here. Number one, who are you going to be able to get during the season? Will teams let candidates go? Now, I think this, I've heard Shirelli's name. I have to say this, a name I'm hearing a lot is Matthew Darsh from Tampa Bay. And Darsh interviewed in Montreal when Ann Lauer was still there. And Ann Lauer was part of those interviews. You know, I had a couple people suggest to me maybe Jason Spezza, but I, I think Darsh is going to be a name to watch here. Um, uh, you know, I, I, but there, you know, there's going to be a ton of interest, Bob, and they have time. I, I, I don't think they're going to rush it. And the other thing I would say about this is I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they added an experienced person in a non-GM role, but that will be up to Steos to decide. At this time, Peter Shirelli works with Doug Armstrong as a basically a senior VP in the uh, Blues organization. Uh, it's, it's ironic you mentioned Matthew Darcy, one player of the year, playing for McGill at a time in which uh, the guy who put this event on uh, here for the Oilers organization, Dan Cote-Rosen, was a uh, defensive back at McGill. He was on the same team that Bob McEwen's son was on. You remember that fifth estate story. Yeah. Um, so small world on that front. But Matthew Darcy has been out there for a while, obviously working with Julian Breesbon, uh, seen by many as one of the uh, sharp up-and-coming uh, executives in the National Hockey League. So the Ottawa situation, we've talked about that in Calgary. Is there any other teams you're kind of keeping an eye on thinking, I wonder if they might start unloading early, or is it premature at best? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. but I mean, I think the team a lot of people are watching is Vancouver. I think Vancouver, they like where they're going. They had another good performance last night. You know, their star players are really going. Um, I think they would like to, I think they'd like to move Garland to get their situation to clear up some cap room. Um, I don't think they really want to give away a sweetener. I think they've been very careful about that. 
Um, but, you know, I, I think they would like to make their – I think they think they have a chance here, and I think they would like to address some of the depth issues that they think they have. So that's the one I'm kind of I'm kind of watching. Elliot, great stuff. It was terrific seeing you this past uh, week. I'm disappointed we didn't get a chance to spend more time together. Thank you again for joining us on Oilers Now, and we'll hook up next week. I can't believe I'm getting bumped for Kevin Lowe. That's just so embarrassing. (laughs) Your goal, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) That is Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service, where service is there especially. Visit abesdoor.ca. At this time, we head into NHL Today. It is presented by... Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Okay, we do have one game in action right now. They are tied uh, just as the first period is expiring in Philadelphia. Flyers and the Sabres nodded at two. I won't review everything with Ottawa. Jack Hughes, Elias Pettersson, and David Pasternak are the league's three stars of the month of October. Lucas Dostal capturing Rookie of the Month. Bakersfield uh, taking a 3-1 and record into Saturday home game against Coachella Valley. Oil Kings home to Moose Jaw on Friday, Medicine Hat on Sunday, and all players in those games will be wearing neck guards, which the league is mandating as of Friday, both for games and practices. And they had the bye week, but now the Golden Bears entertaining the USASC Huskies Friday and Saturday at the Claire Drake, Bob. Great stuff. 547 in Edmonton. Due to popular demand, New West Travel has added a second package on the exclusive Oilers Now road trip to Montreal to watch Edmonton play the Montreal Canadiens. This is a January trip. This package includes airfare, three nights in the deluxe hotel downtown Montreal, game tickets and a private suite with food and drinks, and of course, a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests. Experience the incredible hockey history in Montreal this January to be a part of this awesome Montreal road trip. Reach out to New West Travel. When we return, six-time Stanley Cup champion, Hockey Hall of Famer, Kevin Lowe. When we return on Oilers Now, live in Vermilion as part of Celebrating Oil Country. Uh, Sean Elford's looking for his glasses. I am uh, the glass thief, so there you go. There we go. Uh, special thanks to our engineer, Sean Alford. Bob Stoffer joining you. We are at the Vermilion Boston Pizza as part of Celebrating Oil Country. Uh, and we'd like to thank our corporate partner here in Vermilion, and that is Lakeland College. At this time, we are pleased to be joined by six-time Stanley Cup champion, Hockey Hall of Famer. He has been everywhere over the course of the last 96 to 120 hours. Uh, we welcome back to the show Kevin Lowe. Kevin, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great stuff. I'm a little horse uh, yeah, yeah. from the uh, Hall of Fame and the Heritage Classic and then today in Vermilion, but uh, doing great. I mean, it's really proud of our province, proud of the people in it, and it's uh, really cool to be here. All right. Uh, man, oh, man. So we had the, the night that celebrated Charlie Huddy and uh, Doug White, and that was awesome. It must have been near to dear in your heart because one guy played with you and won five cups with you and the other guy, and then he later worked for you as a coach, and then the other guy was your best player for five or six seasons. So let's start there. How on, You're on that uh, committee. You guys were kind enough to include some of the younger, well, now mid-age guys like myself and Jason Greger on that uh, selection committee, but just a thought on how awesome, of how special it is that the Oilers have um, a different mechanism, maybe because you, obviously you're in the NHL Hall of Fame, but you need to recognize the other people that have contributed big parts to oil country hockey success. Yeah, no question. Uh, so many 
wonderful players have played for the Oilers over the years and and uh, we had talked about it for a number of years with the Oilers. Bob Nicholson was was uh, largely responsible for it, uh, the whole uh, uh, concept. Uh, but uh, we we wanted to try to have it as independent as possible. So when you said I'm on the committee, I sit on the executive committee, which is just really for governance and right. and and uh, you know to determine when we'd like the selection but we have an independent selection committee yourself and Jason Greger, Terry Jones, Jim Lassen, um, Wayne Gretzky, Louis DeBrusque, Ron Lowe, Willie Littlechild, Chief Willie, uh, Shannon Zabados, uh, um, so good good cross-section of people that uh, you know of course love the Oilers and uh, and you know, the I thought this year's ceremony was brilliant. It was a little shorter than the one year before with yeah. Fogey and Lee Fogelin and Ryan Smith. And uh, those guys were so thrilled. Uh, you know, Charlie being my vintage, it's extra special because he actually had grandchildren there uh, to see the whole thing. Whereas Dougie uh, coming back to Edmonton, Billy Guerin coming back, it was really, I got an opportunity to spend a little time with their, them and their families. And, you know, Edmonton was special for them. Their whole experience playing the Oilers, and they were young people when they came here, and they really grew up to be, you know, outstanding, uh, you know, out, outstanding human beings besides good, good, good players. All right, so uh, we you went from that. We did the uh, event for Cal Nichols and Patrick LaForge celebrating the 2003. Uh, uh, Heritage Classic, and man, that came early because Cam and me were out at Pub 1905 having a glass of wine or three until about 2:30 uh, in the morning. <laughs> post post game. Yes, post game after a tough game against the Rangers. But then the Heritage Classic, you got to take some pride in this, Kevin. I mean, you were the GM when the first Heritage Classic took place. Uh, the, uh, Elliot Friedman made a point. It wasn't just Oilers fans; it was Flames fans too. Battle of Alberta. It was awesome, awesome theater on Sunday at Rogers Place. It really was. I mean, it, or at uh, Commonwealth. I, I, I remember I, having breakfast uh, Sunday morning at a little breakfast place downtown uh, just off of Rice Howard Way. And it was so cool because there was, uh, I was joining my uh, my relatives from Banff. Uh, five of them came in and they were sitting at the table and it was one of those connecting tables and they were all dressed in oiler garb and right be- connected to them was six Flames fans. And I mean, it looked like a commercial, right? It looked yeah. like something. And it, it just the whole city, there, there of course, more Oiler fans than Flames fans. But uh, I can say this now after we beat them because it was, it was wonderful to have them as our guests. And, you know, we wanted to have them the first time around in 03, but because of the, the fact that we were initiating this concept, we wanted to go as big as possible and thought that having someone like the Montreal Canadiens or more national, we'd get more national attention, particularly with the French audience. So that's why we defaulted to Montreal. It was a great selection, but we really thought that you know, the natural team for us to play was the Flames, and so glad we had the opportunity. And the Oilers uh, took it to them, which made it even better on Sunday. So we're here in Vermilion, and we already had Jeff Wilwick on. Uh, Bill Flett, uh, play, of course, uh, Brent Griffiths brought up. Brandon Baddock, who played with your son uh, in the Western Hockey League won a Memorial Cup. Grant McNeil was one tough SOB. Like, I'm telling tell you right yeah. now, like, top 10 fighter out of the Western League last 25 years. So, some hard-nosed stuff, guys, here. Uh, but we, we talked a bit about what we, You traded him. Uh, you, did, I don't know if you remember this. You called me that night that you did the deal. 
And you said, stop, we're going to, and you said, we're not done. And then you got Pekka the next day. But was that a hard deal? I mean, because I remember when you got Car- you moved Carmery for him. Yeah. And he was, yeah. you got a first-rounder in Carmery for Jeff, or Jeff Wilkick and a uh, first-rounder for Mike Comrie, and then you turn around and flip Jeff as part of the deal with Eric Brewer and Doug Lynch. Was it a hard trade to make for Chris Bonger, or are you getting one of the world's best defensemen? Yeah, that was the cost of doing business. Yeah, I know Jeff was just a young player, um, good, talented player. Uh, Doug Lynch was a, was, had been a good player in the minors for us, Yeah. and, of course, Eric Brewer is my first-ever trade, um, getting him from the Islanders for Roman Hammerlick. And uh, but you know we're getting Chris Pronger right and and Mac T had had been with Chris Pronger in St. Louis so he was he he sat in the office with me uh, late at night when we were finalizing that deal he wasn't leaving until we got Pronger you know and I was I was always conscious of the money we had or didn't have and and I thought we we could grind um, his agent down a little bit more than what they're asking. And uh, I remember Mac T, you know, sitting there across from me, going like, like making hand gestures, like, "What are you doing, you idiot? Just give them what they want. It's Chris Pronger." <laughs> and I was trying to grind him down a quarter of a million, you know. And 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 actually, Cal Nichols was in Europe, I believe. Yes. No, sorry, Patrick was. Patrick in, in Europe. Was Cal, in Europe. Cal was in town. Cal and I had to phone Cal, and I said, you know, here's the thing, and Cal, remember, you know, Cal, he was wonderful, wonderful to work for. And Cal said, uh, you know, we, we didn't even want to pay Doug Waite five million bucks a, a couple years prior. He got nine. Yeah, yeah. Well, because <laughs> we couldn't. Right. And so when I brought the number, you know, Cal said, oh, he didn't even, he said, great. I said, well, you know what we're going to have to give him? And I, he said, no, what, six and a quarter? He said, do whatever you have to do. Well, he, he was worth it for a year. Yeah, 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 he sure was. <laughs> and then you, then you flipped him and got uh, Lupul and Laddie Schmid. We're going to hear from Laddie at 6:20. Well, Kevin, hey, it's great seeing you here. We've seen a lot of each other over the last few days. Uh, this is a, this is a really cool event celebrating oil country. Every time I, I know the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament, you're down there in Red Deer Four. You, you see how the Oilers resonate throughout uh, Central and Northern Alberta. You're part of the reason why that happened is one of the greatest dynasties, I argue, certainly the most exciting dynasty of all time. we got a really good team that's just starting to get going this year, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, better days ahead. Thank you for joining us here in Vermillion. My pleasure, Steph. You bet. That's Kevin Lowe, six-time Stanley Cup champion, Hockey Hall of Famer. James Dunn has a global news weather traffic update coming up at 6 o'clock. At 6.05, John Shannon, and then we'll hear from Ladislav Schmidt at 6.20. You're listening to Oilers now. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.